mate, royalty-free music at its finest for that tune there. I know, right? Who actually chose the intro song? Was it me or you or group decision? I think it was both of us. Uh, low budget, so we've come in with the one that's, uh, what was it, free? Oh, honestly, mate, I can't remember. All I do remember was that we went down a list of all these weird songs like police sirens horror music there was this one sort of generic rap song but we landed on this because we thought it sort of fit our theme i think also it was the only song that had no oh sorry the only song that had lyrics with it everything else is just yeah bells chiming and all that kind of stuff so but you know what massive shout out to the guy who actually we don't even need to give him a shout out because it's free royalty free so thank you very much that's it thanks for making an appearance on the podcast so a bit of a different setup tonight it's a friday night before i go into the reason why we're in a different setup i just wanted to tell a quick story of what happened to me this morning marvin so i'm gonna go into it straight away i woke up this morning at about 6 a.m and my mum comes and greets me mm-hmm. and she says, good morning, as if I was a 10-year-old. So, you know, that, that made me really happy. I was like, oh, my mum's giving me a bit of affection. Mama's boy. I'll show it back. So I said good morning at a very loud tone and her response to me was, shh, your sister's asleep. <laughs> and I was thinking in my head, what the hell just happened? I was supposed to give such a cheerful and cheery response and she just shuts me down. So I don't know what happened there. But anyway, back back to the story of why we're here on Friday night. Reason why we are here on Friday night is that it's my sister's wedding this Sunday. So we thought it would be a good idea to record on Friday night. How's that sound, Marv? You ready to do a podcast on Friday night? Yeah, definitely. Not only are we doing it at a different time, but also doing it at a bit of a different location. We've chosen the beautiful suburb of Maylands, sitting overlooking the Swan River. The Optus Stadium's lit up tonight. Nice blue. What would you say that colour is? Blue, green colour over there? Yeah, the stadium's actually looking quite beautiful. Just as beautiful as your eyes there, mate. Oh, come on, mate. None of that, please. We've only had half a glass of wine each, so none of that at all, thanks. Um, so, yeah, talking about weddings and stuff, it's interesting you're having a chat about that. We've got, when I say we, <laughs> it's almost like we share the same sister. Your sister has her wedding this Sunday, and I woke up yesterday. My iPhone was buzzing, and I had a notification saying flight to Perth to Phuket, 9.45 p.m., because your sister's wedding was originally supposed to be in Phuket, wasn't it, on Sunday. Woke up and then realised, ah, shit, not happening this Sunday. Well, it is happening, just not in Phuket. So, um, bit of a bummer, but I guess it's still happening. And the most important thing is that she gets to get married as well. So, it was going to be a good one. Uh, your sister's wedding has had the Indian and the Indian, is it Indian Hindu wedding? Yeah, so to give you a bit of context there, there was going to be an Indian ceremony on the Saturday and a a Catholic function on the Sunday, so a bit of a mix there, yeah. Yeah, but I've always wanted to go to an Indian wedding, so I was really looking forward to it. 
a bit interesting as well, an Indian wedding in Thailand. So <laughs> I don't think you'd get to go to too many of those, but we'll just have to wait to your wedding um, now to experience that full setup. And I guess on a, about weddings and whatnot, I, this year, I know for myself, was the first time I've kind of been to a wedding for a friend. And I think you're in a similar position, aren't you, Barnes, with the wedding situation? You, you were a groomsman last year, was that right? Yeah, I was a groomsman for my best mate, uh, Josh Cable. Shout out to him. Plugged him last week. He did the design for us. So thanks for letting me be a groomsman at your wedding. But yeah, being a groomsman is quite an interesting experience when you think about it. Like, firstly, I was super grateful that he considered me such a good mate to be there. But I suppose you get a, a different view when you're standing up there. You sort of see—I don't know if you call it crowd—but all the all the wedding members, friends, family, guests—and you definitely see it from a different perspective. So, you know, standing there next to Josh and seeing his fiance, you know, being walked up the aisle was definitely a different experience. And I genuinely thought that. I was going to shed a few tears like, during the ceremony because I, I, mm. I, I felt emotional. But mm. when the whole ceremony happened and started going, I, I was just too happy to cry, which is, which is interesting because if I could just touch on back to my sister's experience, during the engagement party, I actually cried more than my mum. Oh, really? And... I don't know why or how that happened. I, I was also just happy for my sister as well. And I thought my mum was going to cry more than me. So there's a bit of a, not a competition, but there's odds on at the TAB of who's going to cry more, Nath or his mum. <laughs> Currently, Nathan's short odds at $1.50, whereas his mum's at $2. But, I mean, to go back to it, to be part of weddings and even to be a groomsman, it's, it's just honestly a special and heartwarming experience. Someone that, you know, you've grown up with is taking the next step of their life. It, it's, it's special to see. And I'm forever grateful to, to have that experience and share that experience. And even leading up to it, I got to, you know, organize the organize the haircuts for everyone. That was cool. <laughs> Did you do them yourself, Nate? No, I didn't. That's why they actually turned out all right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just a special experience to be able to contribute to that wedding just as much. And I guess you're made to feel a bit more special because while everyone's there waiting for everyone. We were getting photos at a special location with the groomsmen and, and things like that. So it all just adds to the speciality of the experience. So how, how about you, Mav? How did you feel when you were a groomsman? Yeah, yeah. So did you feel like you were going to cry? Um, oh, Nath, you know, I'm a tough man. I never cry. I'm not a lot of jokes. I always cry, mate. You know that. <laughs> um, yeah, with the wedding, it was my first wedding that I've been to for a friend and I was yeah, privileged, got asked to be a groomsman. So that's one from one. So um, hopefully moving forward, who knows, don't have many invites to any weddings coming up. So, but yeah, it was a great experience. I remember, what I do remember from the wedding is you're standing up there with everyone and I remember at the rehearsal, uh, I don't know if you went to rehearsal, but a few days before you go to the rehearsal and the celebrant gives you all the instructions 
you know, make sure you're looking forward, make sure you're not looking this way and for the photos and, you know, you're kind of in that mindset. You don't want to stuff it up because it's your mate, it's your best friend and it's their biggest day. So you sit, you're standing there and everyone's kind of got their eyes on the, on the bride and the groom. Men, groom, no, bride and the groom, and yeah, you just you're standing there, but also all eyes kind of like not directly on you, but you with the peripherals they're on you. So I think that's really nerve wracking, and it's just a beautiful uh, experience you get to share with your friends, as you said. And I don't know if either of us are anywhere near ready being that stage, but maybe one day, and who knows. I think the thing is, is that we probably are ready. We just got no one special in our life yet to take that next stage. Really. I think I've said on our travels, mate. If it doesn't happen by the age of what thirty-five, just call it a day, and we'll just walk down the aisle together. That's it, mate. Funny, funny you say that. So, going back to my mum for a second. <laughs> Loves to chat about your mum, but I guess it's Mother's Day on Sunday. Yeah, here's a question for you, Nate. If you and I were to get married. Walking down the aisle, who would cry more? <laughs> your mum? Me? Or, you? <laughs> or my mum? <laughs> I think it would be a four-way tie. <laughs> we would, we're sitting across from the Swan River in Perth and I think all our tears combined would raise the water levels of the Swan River. So, What would the market, I guess for everyone out there, what would the market be on TAB? What did you say before? You're $1.50 to cry the most on Sunday, which I think I would like to put my house on. Um, if TAB are listening to this and want to offer us a market, uh, that would be great. But yeah, don't don't sit on the fence on this one. No no four way ties. Who would cry the most at the wedding that our hypothetical wedding? <laughs> to be honest, I think it'd be you. <laughs> and why is that, mate? I think that you've just waited so long for that moment that it just culminates into something special. And not to say that I wouldn't think it's special, but, you know, we're both emotional people and we just like to express our feelings, some more than others, so I think that'd be you on this occasion. So does that make me the groom or the bride? It makes you the little spoon, mate. (laughs) Oh, yes, that's good. And, you know, another big life event, I guess, we talk about weddings and that's something that we can't really relate to personally in the fact that we're both unmarried. We can appreciate it and, you know, maybe one day... We will get down that path, but something that we've chatted about a bit about in the last kind of 12 months as well is moving out. It's a big step. Um, I know, did you say your sister, when she gets married, is going to be moving out? Yeah, so interestingly enough, she's been going through that process this week. So she's uh, been packing, been packing with her partner. Uh, They're moving out into the new place, moving out of the nest giving me more freedom which i'm excited about but some girls around (laughs) i mean sister or no sister (laughs) just joking but you know it's interesting because i have definitely asked my mom how are you going to feel about your eldest daughter moving out and her honest answer at the moment is it hasn't hit her yet Mm. and I'm sure when it does hit her and when she does realize the gravity of the situation she'll definitely miss my sister and I'm sure she will shed a few tears but you know what even though she shut me down this morning I'll still be there to pick her up when she's down (laughs) but yeah it is an interesting experience because 
I can't say I can relate to that because I still live at home probably a few more months before I move out of the nest and it's it's funny because every time I tell my mum I'm catching up with you Marv she just looks at me and then she looks away into the distance and I swear she's doing some sums in her head as to he's spending all these hours with Marvin should he not be pursuing a girl with all these times so he can actually get married and move out but <laughs> it, it is what it is and you know I, I do enjoy spending time with you mate so I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice her judgment for our friendship but going back to the moving out Marv you've had that experience you've moved out of the nest so tell me more about that and how did how did you feel about moving out and how did your mum feel seeing her youngest most beautiful gorgeous son step out of the nest um well i'm not the youngest in the family i've got a younger sister who moved out before me (laughs) who got a full-time job before me and moved overseas before me and is currently in a very happy long-term relationship (laughs) she's definitely done a few things um that her older brother uh is kind of chasing down and um whatnot but yeah that's right i did move out earlier in the year it's something i've been kind of contemplating for a while um i guess to give a bit of context as well i am half chinese so my mum's chinese and similar to your mum she's always kind of questioning me about when i'll uh, provide her babies and all this kind of stuff but she was kind of like yeah yeah in the chinese culture it's very common um to stay at home and not move out actually until you're older or even when you're married or when you have a partner so that's kind of that um, which works in my favor i've been saving a lot of money living at home which gives me an opportunity or a lot of opportunity to travel and see the world and you know not have to pay rent which is kind of the harsh reality i'm facing um but it's okay i guess i'm 26 now so i could have start paying rent at some stage um yeah so i moved out earlier this year down to cottesloe which is a really nice part of town however i'm just in a little apartment which is really nice in itself with one of my other really good mates also called nathan i think we chatted about him briefly in episode one um and yeah it's been good living with him it's definitely interesting living with a mate and a lot of people did tell me before i moved out you know moving in with a mate will really test your friendship and i guess in that way it hasn't really tested our friendship he uh his cleanliness levels are a bit <laughs> questionable. I think it took him about what he'll probably be listening to this. So I want to get this number right. About six weeks since after we moved in, before he cleaned his bed sheets. He's a big surfer and he like goes to the beach all the time. So he had sandy sheets and all that kind of stuff um, in the house. But yeah, no, he's really good to live with. He's really good cook. Um, he's always at work. So that's good. I get the house to myself during the day and he comes home. kind of feel like a bit of a housewife. I'm unemployed right now. So I'm at home doing my own thing, hustling away. Uh, and then he comes home and I feel like I've got to have dinner ready for him. But <laughs> I don't most, don't most days. But um, yeah, it's definitely a really, really uh, daunting experience initially. But you kind of get to that stage where you kind of like, I couldn't really see myself moving back home. Love you, mum, but... I'm happy being out. I think living with 
him for a bit and then see how that goes and maybe move and look at maybe getting my own place in the future, which would be a really exciting next step. And how do you feel your relationship with your mum's changed now that you've moved out? Um, I reckon it makes me appreciate her a lot more because uh, I don't see her as much. You know, sometimes when you come home from work and you're kind of like, oh, f- bloody hell, mum's going to ask me some these questions and all this kind of stuff. Do you get that? Yeah, I still get asked <laughs> every day, how was work? Did you finish your lunch? Did you pack your lunch? You know, all those basic questions to which I just play the game of um, my ears are blocked from the hours of one hour till I get home from work and it kind of works well. Do you know what I do? I used to kind of drive home and then creep into the driveway, turn my car engine off nice and slowly so mum couldn't hear me and then just sit in my car and reply to messages to kind of like prepare myself to go in and then some nights mum would kind of hear me, the light would shine into the house because I'd forget to turn the front lights on and she'd be like, dinner's ready um and all this kind of stuff but um yeah no it's it's definitely changes the relationship because i don't see her as much but at the same time i think it makes me really appreciate when i do see her even though she does come over to my place a lot of the time and she just walks in waltzes into my place lies on the couch and where's your iphone charger make me a cup of tea (laughs) but i guess she's been looking after me for 25 years so it's good to uh return the favor in that sense isn't it yeah, it definitely is. And speaking of mothers, they can be pretty harsh sometimes. They can give you some pretty harsh feedback. I mean, I don't know if I've shared these experiences with you, Marv, but when I got home from our first holiday in Vietnam and Cambodia, which was the start of 2018, we've sort of mentioned that in previous podcasts. Obviously, you know, we went there in the summertime and it was quite warm and, you know, we've We've got decent rigs, don't we? So we walk around with our shirt off. And <laughs> Speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> and when I got home, when I landed from the airport, I would have been I would have thought that she would have been so happy to see me. And the first thing that she says to me was, You look a bit darker. <laughs> I was like, Oh, thanks, Mum. And then when we got back from Sri Lanka and we got our tattoos which oh, I was at the airport for that you were at the airport you were that's right mate and when she's like oh give us your, your tattoo she's like oh it looks a bit average like you could have <laughs> you, you could have got a better tattoo it looks like a line with a Santa hat so look <laughs> I think most people gave us that feedback yeah. I think this week if we chuck up something on Instagram maybe we can chuck that up and see what um People think, well, most people that follow us on Instagram right now are our mates and they're probably yeah. they're the ones who have already made fun of us. <laughs> Do a bit of a poll and get one response. <laughs> Hopefully a couple more, but yeah. But yeah, they can, they love us a lot, but they can be our hardest, harshest critics and give mm. us feedback. But feedback's an interesting thing because we've done two episodes of the podcast now yeah, and yeah. we've made it a point to anyone and everyone who's listened to the podcast to provide us with some feedback. And the reason why we do ask for that feedback is we see it as very valuable. We want to learn and grow as individuals and we want to improve the podcast that we're doing at the moment. So you know, we've loved, we love feedback and we've been giving each other feedback. Yep. And not surprisingly, it hasn't affected our relationship. If anything, like a true relationship, it stands the test it's, of time. It's prospered, mate. It's, it's, prospered. it's definitely prospered. So 
With that said about the podcast feedback, I have a question for you, Marv. You've got a lot of questions now. I feel like, how about this? I'll throw a question back to you. All right, hit me with it. What one piece of feedback that we've got so far has kind of really stuck out to you? Oh, you can go more than one, but maybe start us off with one. For the podcast? For the podcast. I think the piece of feedback that stuck out to me or one of is that we need to have a purpose. And the reason why it stuck out to me is that you, know, you and I can talk about anything and everything which we do, mm. but there has to be a meaning behind it and you know why we're doing it. And that will sort of dictate why we keep going into the future. So I definitely think that's valuable feedback. And another bit of feedback, which I've thoroughly oh, enjoyed. Go. He's got the cheek. I was, was going to say, <laughs> help yourself. I, I help yourself. <laughs> I've been told that I've got a very sexy voice. <laughs> Sorry, mate. No comment. <laughs> no comment. Does that mean you agree? <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> I don't have a comment because I was trying to unplug your mic there because I knew you, I knew you were going to say that. I was going to. I, was I can't say, help myself, mate. I can't help it. I was going to say one bit of feedback apart from <laughs> the sexy voice, <laughs> but you've, you've done me good there because you've done, you've given me one piece of feedback and then snuck in that sexy voice and deal. So no, that's good. Um, I guess for me as well, like getting re- well, reading a bit of feedback from the people who have listened and again big love big big love to everyone who has listened um that's really stuck out for me is the people really loving you know the what we're saying and they're giving us really positive um you know comments but at the same time uh, really constructive uh, comments i think <laughs> The one that's really stuck out for me is the time. Um, I've listened to a few podcasts in my time and I guess a lot of the podcasts that I do listen to go for, what, 40, 50 minutes, an hour. And, you know, I think last week we kind of (laughs) were recording a bit of a funny story actually to the side. We were recording on a particular program. I won't say what the program's called. Because we're still using them. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not using them anymore. And it kind of... Because Nathan and I, remember, context is everything, are new to this podcasting world. So we're using this um, program. Oh, shit, nearly blurted the name out. And we kind of did not know how to get the settings on. So we kind of got a bit of flow going and we're chatting and we're chatting and everything's going really well. And finally, after a few nerves, that coffee really hit me last week on the Sunday morning and we're going really well and then 4 minutes 59 and then we bang, we talk and then it pours. It stops us at 4 minutes 59. So what you might have noticed last week um, and it was a bit of feedback that we got was that there was kind of like that stop, start, stop, start and again, really appreciate the feedback and that's probably why. So that's the feedback apart from the time. Uh, when I we're you know, having a chat and creating that content to make it a bit longer but I think that's probably the one that sticks out for me the time and also the fact that we found uh, <laughs> a better program this week so it doesn't stop us at five minutes we can kind of get the flow going and get the juices going and yeah what are these juices you're talking about here mate <laughs> can you tell me more about these juices <laughs> i don't know i've just heard people say it on tv <laughs> i just thought it'd sound cool Speaking of the word juice, R.I.P. Juice World, Lucid Dreams, what a tune. Yeah, he's got that new song, Righteous. You know that one, Righteous? No, I haven't heard of Righteous. Oh, it's a good one. It's probably not the one to listen to on a Friday night unless you're sitting in 
bed, you know, feeling really down. But it's the first song he's released, well, his family's released since he's passed away. Um, it's about... Uh, about to get... Let me take a deep breath, and it's about to get a bit deep here. <laughs> uh, it's about his struggles. So people know Juice World. correct me if I'm wrong, Nath. He passed away last year from a... Yeah, I think from a drug overdose back end of last year, yeah. something like that. I yeah. haven't read the details, but that's all I know. <laughs> yeah, from a drug overdose. And, you know, he struggled with a lot of anxiety and uh, mental ill health and these kind of things. And unfortunately, oh, I don't know what the exact reasons were, but in the end, yeah, he's uh, passed away from a drug overdose. And he's an artist that both of us have been listening to for a while. I know. We listen. We smash lucid dreams, but he's also got some other real bangers. Don't let me name them. <laughs> I couldn't, but yeah, the only song I really do know is <laughs> Lucid Dreams. Um, but yeah, so he released his song. Um, it came out a couple of weeks ago, and I've just been absolutely smashing it. But it talks about you know his struggles with the whole anxiety and how uh, you know he was kind of seeing the world in a, a different headspace um and it's just really beautiful because i think he's got like a catalog of about 500 songs that he made while he was still alive that are unreleased so all that will kind of come trickling through hopefully in the next few years and yeah he was a really talented artist so um yeah r.i.p juice world thank you for providing such good music um, that, that's it mate and given that we're on the topic of feedback has there ever been a time where I've given you a piece of feedback that's hit home? I mean, you can say, no, I just felt like firing you that question. I'm sure you have. No, you definitely have because we always have these chats. Actually, you know what? You have for sure because I think about last year I was going through some tough times, going through the ups and downs of life and, you know, we've talked about last week how we go for a date night every Thursday last year was Wednesday night um, but Wednesday nights unav- you're unavailable do you why are you unavailable on Wednesdays good question <laughs> salmon Wednesdays <laughs> salmon Thursdays but I've made the sacrifice <laughs> yeah well yeah I think we were going on date nights on Wednesday I think I was going to yoga down in Scarborough and then you were going to boxing in Balcata yeah and then we'd sync up so we'd both finish at 7.30. However, I'd always be 15 minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> Even though <laughs> Scarborough's closer to Mount Lawn. <laughs> um, we would go and have date night at Garang Garang, which is one of our hot spots we chatted about last week. And then we'd go to Get Chunky, um, which is, if you remember, the New York cookie place where you crack it in half and... Feed each other. Feed each other and the chalk mint and all that oozes out. Uh, and we kind of have this spot because the thing with, as well, to give a bit of bit of a story to it, Get Chunky actually is a very popular place and they do have seating pre-COVID when you were allowed to sit at a restaurant. They have a bit of seating, but due to its popularity, that was always taken. So what Nathan and I did, we actually found this kind of little dark alleyway spot <laughs> to the side at the back and no one really ever sat there because I don't think anyone would want to sit there and we'd um kind of have the cookie we would be feeding each other but Nath would do this weird squat thing on the ground <laughs> I'd sit perched up and we'd have a have a chat about everything that we've kind of going on in our lives during that week 
Um, and I remember I was feeling really down and a bit flat. And you said to me, through the darkest times, I, I don't know if this is feedback, but through the dark, this is probably more just a general comment, through the darkest times, Marv, there's always a bit of light and positivity. And I guess for me, that was really what I needed to hear at that time because I was struggling with a few things and yeah, it meant a lot to me. So that's more advice, I guess, not really feedback. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you say that because, I mean, it, 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 I mean, in one respect, you could call it a statement, but... <laughs> <laughs> so not feedback or advice. <laughs> but in another respect, though, depending on your situation, it is sort of feedback to your current situation. It may not be... I mean, there can be a strict interpretation of feedback being you're doing something good or you're doing something mm. bad, but... In that situation, feedback can also just be commentary to what's happening at the time. Yeah, for sure, exactly. When, you know, what that feedback or advice or statement or whatever you call it really helped me um, through those times, just someone listening to me. And that's, I guess, sometimes what you need in life is a good trusty old friend to give you a bit of a life spiel in a dark alleyway while eating a cookie. So how about you, Nath? Is there any kind of feedback that, I don't know, anyone... I won't say me, I'll say anyone that, you know, whether it be mates, work or anything like that, that's kind of hit home or something that you really stuck with you. Yeah, definitely. I have a story that comes to mind. So hit me. I would have been about, I think it would have been 22 or 23. Mm-hmm. I was still uh, finishing university up at that time. I did some casual work experience uh, at a firm and interestingly enough, a family member was also at that firm. So I worked quite closely with them. What was a work experience? Sorry? What was a work experience you were doing? What do you mean? You said you were doing work experience? Yeah, at a firm. What what kind of work experience? Oh, like a law firm. Oh, law firm. You didn't go into that south, (laughs) did you? Yeah. But yeah, continue. At a cartel. (laughs) (laughs) Good hustle, right? But seriously, so um, yeah, so with that experience, you know, I was there for about six weeks and then when that experience finished and time went on and I was still sort of figuring out what I wanted to do and whether I wanted to go into that profession and where I wanted to work... um, yeah, I mean, I'm always someone who loves feedback. I always want to improve as a person. I don't want to stagnate. So, you know, I, I don't know how it came about or how the feedback came into place, but the, the feedback that I got was, look, Nath, you know what? I don't I don't think you can cut it in this profession because you're too soft. From a family member? Yeah. Wow, and how would you react to that? Yeah, so at the time I didn't know how to react because... How old are you, 22? Yeah, 22. So I was mature enough to understand. But at the same time, you know, it was my first sort of working experience in a firm with all these people and... You just, obviously, as a young as a young oh, you, rooster, you just want to impress, don't you, you? Exactly, you just want to impress. So you know you're going to stay back late. You're going to try your best to mm. make a good impression. But yeah, that that feedback definitely hit home because you, I honestly thought I did whatever was required of me. I was mm. staying late. I was doing the work. Of course, you know, as a young as a young lad at a, at a work in a work experience you're always going to say yes to 
people giving you tasks because in the back of your head, if you're like, if I say no, then yeah, definitely. what are people going to think of me? You want so, to make an impression, don't you? Definitely. So, yeah, when the time came to actually processing that experience, yeah, you do question yourself. You're like, oh, am I soft? Can I, can I, handle, can I handle this? But at the same time, I was like, yeah, you know what? Like everyone starts somewhere. Yeah. What, what kind of get like, I guess, what did you do with that feedback? when he gave you that feedback yeah right so th- exactly what it was what i was sort of thinking i was like you know what everyone starts somewhere yeah i might seem a bit placid a bit timid not mm. participating in meetings not being a social bubbly person in the office but i was like everyone develops at their own yeah, pace sure. at the end of the day like you kind of just like when you do those internships is you kind of want to make that you don't want to be overpowering do you, you kind of want to go in there know yeah. your own place sort of thing exactly so look of course i took it to heart because mm. who wants to be told that they're soft it, it's true right like oh, because 100%. because it's especially it, as a guy right it yeah kind of hits it, your ego, it, doesn't it? it does and and i don't care what anyone says everyone has an ego whether oh, sure. it's whether it's large or small mm. everyone has an ego to a certain extent yeah. so to be told that you're soft of course it dents the ego oh, for sure and i'm sure everybody in life at any stage has been told you know something that's kind of just born lights hit their ego and yeah yeah definitely so you know, processing that took me some time. I, 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 I sat there, I questioned myself. I was like, you know, and also it's kind of, it does make you think, am I good enough? Am I, am I going to get a full-time job in the future if I, if I can't um, hold my own? But at the end of the day, I still had a year left of uni. I mm. still had time to take that feedback on board and develop and grow and learn as a person and and look that's what i did so to answer your question what did i do without feedback not much like i spoke to my parents about it and they were like yeah everyone's entitled to their own opinion and do you know what actually looking back at it he was probably right at the time but mate it's valuable. It's it's, it's valuable, and you, you probably were soft in that context. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I would admit to that a hundred percent. I'll own up to that feedback. And looking back at it, it's made me a better person because now, if I see myself in the workplace, I, I mean, someone can disagree with this, and they're welcome to say that because everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But you know, I do feel like I can hold my own, and it comes with time. I mean, which mm. you tell me or. You know, which 21, 22-year-old knows how to na- navigate their way around the world? Everyone's still no, figuring definitely. out their own path in life. Everyone's still figuring out what they want to do, yeah. what they want to see. Definitely. And you know what as well, as, as a mate of yours, I guess, I've known you since, what, 18 years old. Exactly. And you didn't really do much travelling until last year. Oh, sorry, in 2018. So what were you then, 24 so when you're 21 or 22, sorry, and you're doing your first internship, you kind of don't have that experience of just like going, like going, even going to somewhere like Asia, you know, where it's like really hectic and really busy and you kind of have to stand up for yourself because they're trying to rip you off and all that kind of thing. So, and I know for sure in the last couple of years, you've grown so much um, and you've learned that and you're definitely not soft, man. I've seen your bartering skills in... Here's a bit of a story. Every time we go to um, anywhere in the world and 
I really want something like a, I don't know, a fake Gucci hat or something. Nah, actually, I don't want a Gucci hat. Supreme bomb bag. <laughs> Supreme bomb bag. <laughs> Mate, do you actually want one? Because you give me shit every time I wear it. No, I gave <laughs> to you the sh- point where I stopped wearing it. <laughs> no, I gave you shit, mate, because I, I think we went to I went to Sri Lanka with this guy and we were walking the streets. Wait, are you calling me this guy? <laughs> After all we've been through, you're referring to me as this guy? Do you want to repeat that story again, please? Sorry, we flew into Colombo on Singapore Airlines. Shout out to Singapore Airlines if you want to sponsor this podcast <laughs> with Nathan Varma here. And first day, we w- we're rocking the streets of Sri Lanka and Nate's really like, confidently strutting around and I think I was stitching him up. He's a common theme of my Instagram story stitch-ups and he's wearing this stupid hat and he's got these stupid fucking socks that are about up to his knees and he's got a... <laughs> what he thinks is very fashionable shirt and pants combination he's walking around you know whatever you're wearing questionable outfit already and then he's swagging around with his bum bag and i'm like mate you look like an absolute idiot so i say that to him and about 30 minutes into the walk i'm like bloody hell <laughs> i'm sick and tired of carrying my phone <laughs> my wallet <laughs> keys to the hostel room so i've gone up to him i was like oh mate mate can i um <laughs> been carrying that bum bag for about 30 minutes do you want me to do you want to give do you want to give it to me i'll carry it for a little bit and he's like oh you want the bum bag hey so he's given me his bum bag and i've been carrying it around colombo for oh i don't know what an hour an hour and a half and in that time we've walked to this marketplace and funnily enough there's a store with all these bum bags and i'll have absolutely no confidence in my bartering skills. I think the lady wants, what, like 50 Australian dollars because she reckons it's a legit Supreme Bomb bag. Mate, I was going to have none of that. So Nath just pushes me aside and he's like, steps in. What did you do, mate, when you stepped in? I stepped in, offered a quarter of the price. Oh, mate, less than. I reckon you were trying to get it for $2.50 or $3 or something. And you always got to use the walk away technique. You got to act as if you don't want it. Play hard to get. Yeah, so he's done that um, with her because she hasn't agreed to it. And then anyway, long story short, she's run after us and given it to us. So I ripped into this guy for a, the first half a day in Colombo for wearing a stupid Supreme Bomb bag and for the rest of the trip I'm wearing one. So I can definitely attest you not being soft mate 100 <laughs> percent. thanks mate I, I i really appreciate that and you know what talking about things we own it's really interesting remember when you came around last week and you were walking past my bedroom like you always do <laughs> always inspecting what's in there seeing if the pillows are in line and where you're lying um where, where which position you want left or right on the bed and you gave me um a bit of love towards these plants or the plant that I've got in my room um, that I've purchased from Bunnings about three weeks ago. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do, mate. <laughs> you lined up outside of Bunnings to give everyone a bit of context. To go to Bunnings these days, it looks like a nightclub line. <laughs> yeah. Got the- people call it Club Bunnings <laughs> because, I mean, for people who don't know what Bunnings is, it's a hardware store you can get... Lowest, All things hardware. <laughs> lowest prices are just the beginnings, their slogan. 10% price beat guarantee. And they've got even these guys out the front now um, with the, you know, the go slow? Yeah, or that's it. it. So stop that, slow, stop slow. Yeah, so that's why I was saying it's a bit of a nightclub setup. I mean, obviously, during these times, people were 
turning to DIY projects. So, yeah, you went to Bunnings. And what plant did you get? Mate, I'll have no idea what it's called. However, I literally walked through the whole nursery section and I've gone through every plant to look at ones that have the lowest maintenance, that need minimal sun and minimal watering. Because this year alone, I think I've killed two plants. So when I moved into this new place, I was like, you know, I'm going to buy myself a plant and a couple of mates actually bought me plants as well. So I had about three plants to look after. And, you you know, my track record for looking after things. I can't even – you tell me to rock up at 7 a.m. for something. What time do I rock up, mate? Mate, you're at least there by 7.30. And by that time, I've watched the news. I've spoken to a mate <laughs> and I've probably finished my cup of coffee. That's how much I can achieve from <laughs> waiting for you to arrive. 7.30 is when I'm early. Um so, yeah, I guess that for me is just I've got a plant. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to look after this plant. Like it, it kind of symbolizes to me. I've moved into a new place. I'm going to look after myself. I'm going to look after this plant. And about two weeks in, or not even, one week in, what have I done, Nath? I've killed it because I don't. I didn't know this. Like I don't know if you know this, but did you know plants can be overwatered? <laughs> No, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I thought they just, if you didn't give it enough water, it dies. I didn't know that it could be overwatered. So absolutely, <laughs> sloshed it with plant. And funnily enough, my when I moved into this new apartment, the neighbour that I have is a friend of mine from before I'm, when I moved in. And she's kind of like the apartment complex. There's about 12 apartments there and she's kind of like the nursery hospital where you bring your plants to her. So I've given her my plant one day. Um her name's Georgia. Shout out to her. She keeps telling me she's going to listen, but we, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, third time lucky. Third it's time our lucky. third episode, so exactly. So I brought the I brought the plant over, and long story short, Nathan I've absolutely killed the thing. So I don't know about you. When you live at home, does your do you, does your mum have any plants, or do you have any plants? Or <laughs> <laughs> I personally don't have any plants because I don't want to take that responsibility, but. Uh, earlier on in the year you touched on the wedding so the whole family went to thailand and i had the house to myself so (laughs) happy days but during that time my mum did ask me to look after her plants that are scattered around the backyard and uh, the frequency that i was supposed to water them would have been at least once a day and i probably watered them once a week but luckily (laughs) for me the type of plants that they are, they can actually survive without a lot of water. So the plants made me look good in the fact that, you know, I didn't care for them that much, but they 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 still survive. Yeah. And, you know, funnily enough, through work, I've actually learned a bit about plants. Oh, and yeah? Fun fact. Give hit at me. Plants can suffer from windburn. <laughs> Did you know that? Windburn? Yeah. So if it gets too much wind? They get burnt. <laughs> is this a joke or is this legit? Well, it's legit. <laughs> Actually, actually, oh, okay. well, I, I don't have any internet, but I'll have to go. Let me write that down. I want to Google that after wind burn on plants. All right, just so you know, I'm not talking absolute doggy doo doo BS. All right, interesting point. Yeah, doggy doodle. Actually, you know, it's funny. People who own plants, it's kind of like the baby steps. It's like that owning something. It's like, don't you reckon there's a bit of a natural progression? You own a plant and then you own a dog. 
and then you have a baby. Well, this is if you have a partner. Sorry, I've, I've skipped a massive step. <laughs> so you can be single having a partner and then say you get like a partner and then when you get a partner, you know, a lot of the times you're like, oh, I want to get a dog and that's the next step. And then after the dog, you get a baby. Yeah. And it's funny that you talk about babies. Every, every time I see young kids out and about on the street and things like that i'm not I'm not trying to say i'm looking at them inappropriately but <laughs> it makes me feel like you know what i actually want a kid yeah yeah like they 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 just look so cute i mean i know there's how many know, kids would you have i don't know it's a, it's a good question i think two and then obviously you see from there but i don't know internally i just feel like you know what i want a kid do you reckon, have you ever thought of this when you're having kids? You know how, like, for me, I've got this weird obsession with having things on even numbers. So when I'm driving in the car, the radio has to be on an even number. And I've got friends who deliberately, you know, toy with the <laughs> volume knob. Do you reckon you'd have to have an even number amount of kids? Like, would it annoy you if you had, say, three kids? Would you want to have that fourth? Or is it kind of like, yeah, three's enough? Mate, I'd be pissed off. No. <laughs> no. Um, I honestly haven't thought about numbers. I mean, you obviously, you'd just go with the flow, wouldn't you? It'd have to be obviously a mutual agreement. I'm not carrying the kids, so yeah. I can have these grand plans of having six kids, but, you know, it's a team effort, so I can't, I can't guarantee that I'll have six kids even if I want it because yeah. you can't force the situation. Both of you have to agree and it's i guess it's where you are in life i mean yeah for sure and this is a bit i guess a bit of an unexpected curveball i'm going to throw at you like i was saying before that i'm half chinese so you know cultural backgrounds and you're of indian heritage correct is there kind of when you bring a girl home does your mum or dad care if that girl's not Indian, does she care if she's white, if she's Chinese? Like, was there, what's the, what's the go on that? Yeah. For me personally, I'm quite lucky in the respect that uh, my parents have been living here for a long time. Yeah. Uh, you know, my dad's been here since he's eight years old. Mm. My mum's been here for 20 or 30 years. So the, the cultural values and who you can and can't see aren't there. Mm. So I guess luckily for me, I have freedom of choice as long as I'm happy, they're happy. So yeah. there's no set path that I have to take as long as I'm happy. And I've learned that it's very important that the person that you're with has to make you happy other way. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what colour they are. So they can be half Chinese. They can be, mate. They can be. <laughs> All right. But how that's, about yourself, mate? Is there is there any Is there any sort of requirements for yourself with your sort of heritage or your mother's sort of the same as my parents she doesn't sort of matter who um, they are yeah i guess in saying that so i'm half well i'm three quarters chinese actually so my mum's chinese and then my dad's half chinese and um yeah for i guess my mum's not really you know traditional chinese in the sense that i know <laughs> i've got a lot of friends uh, who have that chinese heritage and growing up you know their parents are really strict want to ensure that their kids had straight A's and wanted them to be lawyers, doctors, whatever. But mum's always kind of like 
said to me, as long as you're happy with what you're doing, just keep doing it. So in that sense, when it comes to like dating and for girls, yeah, she's pretty easy going. She doesn't really mind. Um, she's probably not a big fan if I brought home multiple girls, <laughs> which I, you know, want to, which I don't do. Um, so yeah, the ethnicity definitely, I don't think she really matters. Would, would your mum be happy if you brought home a brown Chris, Chris Hemsworth with a sexy voice? Um, I don't know, Nath. Every time you come over and she offers you food, mate, you don't eat any of it. So she'd probably be not a big big fan of yours. Every time I go to your place and your mum cooks a feast, I'm always tucking into it. So probably, probably on that fact alone, no. <laughs> she yeah. wouldn't be happy. She also wouldn't be a fan knowing that her son would be a little spoon in the relationship <laughs> as well. <laughs> Come on, mate. We'd have to give it in turns. <laughs> give it in turns for sure. That's it. It's all about compromise, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, it looks like, yeah, it's Friday night. Mm-hmm. We're both a bit hungry, so I think we should leave it at that, mate. What do you reckon? Yeah, for sure. Hang on. Before we go, because I know you're very eager to hit that stop button, I know we chatted a lot tonight about our mums. Before we go, I guess, uh, with Sunday being Mother's Day in Australia, I just really, really want to say... I appreciate everything that my mom's done for me. She's an amazing woman. Um, I actually don't get to spend um, Sunday with my mom. She's too busy working. She works in aged care and she'll be out there working away. So that's a bit of a bummer. But I just want to say mum probably doesn't, definitely doesn't listen to this podcast. I love you very much. Thank you for everything you've done for me. And uh, Nate's mum is an amazing woman as well. And you can have a bit of a chat about her. But yeah, she's an amazing woman. So have a great time at the wedding on Sunday and happy Mother's Day to my mum and to your mum, Nath. Yeah, mate. I get to spend Mother's Day on Sunday at my sister's wedding crying with her, so that'll be a great Mother's Day. And also, I just wanted to say as well, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, not just my mother and Marvin's mother, but happy Mother's Day to all the listeners out there. I hope you guys spoil your mums. Mm-hmm. They deserve to be spoiled. They've helped us get to where we are today. So on that note, it's probably a good time to... To, to hang on. Sorry. <laughs> I know you want to go, mate. I don't know you're a hungry boy. I just also want to quickly say massive uh, love and shout out to the Grin Reapers who um, mentioned us in their podcast this week. So definitely give that a listen to if you get the opportunity. And also Nath and I um, have impressed a few people and we'll be appearing in a podcast next week i guess we can uh, chat a bit more about that next week but yeah thank you very much and much love to everyone keep spreading that positivity guys